When you need to refuel between meetings or running errands, or you just want a healthy snack that squashes your hunger, wonderful pistachios, which come in a variety of flavors and sizes, by the way, are the perfect choice to fill you up and keep you going throughout the day. Wonderful Pistachios is also a good source of protein and a zero-guilt snack. Each one-ounce serving has six grams of protein, guys, which gives you over 10% of your daily value. And with flavors like salt and pepper, sweet chili, and seasoned salt in the shelled variety, options like chili roasted, sea salt, and vinegar or jalapeno lime in the no-shell variety, you're sure to please your taste buds while snacking healthy. So check out wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more about how these little green wonders can power up your day. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. It's very easy for us to fall into a trap of wasting time and energy being nostalgic <laughs> or thinking of the good old days. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, we're going. No, we're going. I'm sorry. Jesus, Manus. Oh, yeah, no, I said, I said, Roland. He said, where are you? <laughs> I just Planet Doodah? <laughs> What's wrong with you? She's out in out in space. I was enjoying a radish, and I wanted to make sure we were rolling because what you were saying was was lovely. Um, I wanted to make sure it was captured. Who enjoys a radish? Have I ever accidentally deleted a segment, Janice? Have I ever accidentally? (laughs) I do remember the day we didn't record any of the. Yeah, I remember the day. <laughs> he had a backup, though. Oh, we had the backup. We had yeah. the backup, yeah. yeah. Five you, hours worth you of edit, recording. You edit a five-hour backup. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, we don't really care about your time. We know you I have know. nothing better to do. What was I talking about? The good old days. Thank you, Jake. The good old days. Have you ever noticed that? Have you ever talked like, people reminisce and the good old days, the good old days. But, like, if you're so busy living in the good old days... What about right now? I feel like you're living in the past. You're not living in the present. And if you're not living in the present, then you certainly can't maximize the moment. How can you ever have another good old day again if you're constantly living 5, 10, 15, 20 years ago? You know what I mean? I do. 
I do. I, 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 obviously there was, there was something about the good old days that just can't compare to today. I don't know. I mean, today or, or today can't compare to the good old days. But if you're so busy thinking that way, then it never will. What if there's something new out there? What if there's something fresh out there? What if there's uh, another good day just waiting for you to be present enough to create it, explore it, embrace it? You know what I mean? Like, I was reading this article in Psychology Today, and this woman was talking about how she became sick and um, she had to give up her career uh, many years ago, and it's like, you know, and how she's grieved it and everything, but she often reminisces about the good old days. And I wanted to think, like, you know, if you weren't so busy living in the past and missing the past, maybe you could take everything you've learned. You're now a writer, you're a journalist, like, could you write a book about this experience that might motivate other people? Could you do public speaking? Could you find a new meaning, a new way forward if it wasn't always about the good old days? You're missing the lesson. You're missing the moment. Does that make sense? No, it does. It does. But I don't think there's anything wrong in having a memory that's fantastic. I don't mind a fantastic memory. But I do think, like, there, I, I find myself getting into this too sometimes like 2009 was my last good old day and in 2009 I I could do no wrong I had had no failures um I had been uh, a public figure for five or six years I I I was getting my own primetime show they were talking to me about daytime shows I you know nothing had gone wrong everything I did had worked right and then of course you know you you take you take on more you bite off you know a lot to chew and things are gonna go wrong um and it's like i keep you know i keep thinking god it's 2009 i miss 2009 when am i ever gonna have a year like 2008 2009 you know instead of just saying look times have changed and the economy has changed too like people are struggling people are hurting Financially, you know, television is losing its viewers at 4 to 7% a year. The networks are. I mean, everything is going digital. Like, people are, you know, there's piracy now with books and DVDs, and people are struggling financially. It's just a different time. And instead of looking back at a time where I wasn't dealing with some of these problems that you deal with as you become a bigger brand... You know, I didn't have a target on my back back in 2009. I wasn't big enough to have a target on my back. Now, I don't know if I told you this. I can't even get pulled over. If I get pulled over, I got pulled over the other day for going 10 miles over the speed limit. And I got checked for a DUI. It was 2.30 in the afternoon. What? <laughs> I was like, really? Uh, I sw- they, every time I get pulled over now, I get checked for a DUI. I haven't even done anything wrong. They pull me over and check me for a DUI. Obviously, I'm not drinking and driving, or you'd be all over the news. But I swear to God, follow. Can you take off your sunglasses? Can you look at my finger? Follow my finger. Where are you coming from? Work. It's 2:30 in the afternoon. Where are you going? To pick up my kid from school. (laughs) Swear to God. I swear to God. And it's like, you know, it's just this is this is what comes along with being more successful, being higher profile. You take bigger risks. You're gonna have bigger failures. You know, you're, you're a more high profile, you're a bigger target. Like, it goes along with the territory. 
And I feel like instead of wishing, you know, oh, I wish I could go back before this or before that or when will it ever be like that again, it's time for me to just say, look, this is the state of affairs. This is the nature of business now. This is my world. This is, you know, there's a lot of good and there's a lot of bad. And you got to take the bad with the good. And just embracing the climate of, all right, yeah, I get pulled over. I'm going to get a DUI check. Oh, well, I'm not drinking and driving, so I'll live. I don't know. I, I feel like. Stop living in the past when things were easier or you perceived them to be easier and start looking at the moment and saying, how can you be your best in this moment? What is great about this moment? How can you be present and exploit the moment in the best possible way? My shrink, uh, we had, I've had this conversation with my shrink about the past and she just said, Janice, you can never go back. Right. Yeah. And it was like, but, uh, and and I, I just had a hard time accepting that. But I also realized that even if I did, even if I had the chance to go back to, let's say, a 2009, like, what, yeah. let's just put that as a, as a yeah. marker. I've changed incredibly since 2009. So if, if I was to go back to that situation, I wouldn't be really, would you be really happy with what you've grown? You'd be frustrated as hell. I know. With the, with a 2013 brain and a 2009 You're right. time. Yes. So I know what you're saying. It's it's like because you've had this kind of domino effect of stuff that's happened in the last little while. But <laughs> last but, four years. But <laughs> but, but 2009, you go you'd be you'd be so you'd be frustrated as hell. I know you're right, and I and that's that's what I think I want to say is just if you're looking back to like oh that relationship that you had or that job, job. that you had or when you had you know more money and everybody looks back on the job that they had you know the economy has changed people have lost that job instead of oh, I wish I had that job again how can you get a new job how can you start a new business how can you find a new love how can you be in the present moment because you're not dead yet so to constantly yeah. be looking backwards is like being dead is like not existing because you're not truly living right now so that's all I, that's all I want to say think about it Will do. <laughs> I feel like you're being snide. No, not at all. No. Not at all. Just this has been yeah. this has been a struggle for me too. So I get I it. Know. I get it. I get I get the good old days. Yeah, no good old days. No good. Yeah. No good old good days. Are right old, now, not good. This moment now, is the best moment ever. <laughs> For all you guys who've got a domain and aren't quite sure how to build your site, <laughs> you know who you are, Squarespace.com is here to help. It's awesome. It's an all-in-one platform that makes it fast and easy to create your own professional website or online portfolio. They've got over 20 highly customized templates so that you can choose and build your own site. It's fast. It's easy. It's super simple. It's drag and drop. They've got 24-7 customer service. You can link to all your social media accounts. It starts at just $8 a month. It includes a free domain name if you sign up for a year. You can start a trial today with no credit card required and begin building your site. And for our listeners, they're offering a free trial, 10% off. Go to squarespace.com slash Jillian Michaels and use the offer code capital J, capital M, one, one. And that's the number one. 
JM number one, number one. Check it out today. Jillian. Yeah. Now, I know I'm still... I'm still stinging a little bit from oh. the Jodie Foster incident. I bet that you we are. About. Yeah. Now, but something else has come up. Oh. No, oh. I didn't. No, I didn't. I'm not schooling anybody. Oh no. But what I did want to bring up a little bit is. Yeah. Um, this is just a, a thing to make sure to notice people. Oh, okay. <laughs> just sitting here on Twitter as, while you're as talking. As she reads her phone and types at yeah. the same time. I'm like, mm-hmm. you know what? Okay. Yeah. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Make sure to notice <laughs> no. Janice. Yes. God, you mm-hmm. kill me. You kill me. All I'm saying is, mm-hmm. here's my example. I was walking the dogs on the dike. What? <laughs> Don't even go there. Now you got the... my attention. What no. are you talking about? What? In the name of God. It, where I live, our, there's a dike system because it's sure below. is. <laughs> sure is. Oh, God, I can't win for losing. Okay. A dike is, a, mm-hmm. a, a, it's a, they build up. Oh, so we know what it is and we certainly don't appreciate. <laughs> God, stop. It's, I live in farmland and uh-huh. the farm's. Mm-hmm. It's in an area where if it floods... I'm going to close my computer and try to pay attention to this. Okay, there's a dike and a farm with a flood. And you no, walk your dog. Any... It's a dike system. And okay. it's beautiful to walk on the dikes. You okay. Oh, God, I'm not getting out of this. That's what they're called. Okay. Okay. All righty. So I'm walking. Yes. And I have little Millie and little Leroy, two little cute dogs. Anyways, and yes. so they, I see these women approaching, and they were having a conversation as they were walking. And the one gal turned and went, oh, hello, and, and, and I said, hello, and she went, reached down, and the other friend did not stop her conversation and actually grabbed her friend's arm, in other words, to say, stop looking to this at the little dogs and listen to what I'm talking about. She was talking about a washing machine or something, mm. and I'm thinking, mm-hmm. how can you be out somewhere and not know, how can you have your head down? Mm. Notice, to notice people, mm. like, to, oh, God. I feel like I should go back to my Twitter. <laughs> do you know what I'm what? saying? Take a minute. Like when, oh God, this is not going well. And I know you're dying to open your computer again. Yeah. Look at you. You're just like. Oh, my phone's buzzing. I just want to pick it up. So bad. Oh God. Okay, what? Someone's I'm... walking on a lesbian <laughs> no, with a no. dog, and this woman came by, and the friend petted the dog, but she didn't pet the dog because of the washing machine. Yes, and that's the end of the story. All I'm saying is, it doesn't hurt to take a second. Like, if you're so having a conversation and someone's walking, take a second to go, hello. Mm. Like, why are we that busy? I don't know. It's just a bigger mm. statement that I know it's kind of stupid, but hmm. I just can't. I don't understand mm. why people. Do you say hello? Like when you walk. Oh, this is L.A. This is different. Depends on my mood. 
Um, sometimes I do. Like, there are, like, most of the time I will say hello. Like, if I pass somebody in the hall or if I'm in the elevator with them, I don't pretend like, you know, I don't see that person. And I'll say, like, hey, how you doing? And sometimes you'll have a silly chat about the elevator or whatever. Right. Um, but there was something the other day where I did keep walking and I noticed that I kept walking. And I'm trying to remember what it was. I was somewhere with somebody and... I walked past somebody and I did just keep walking. I don't know if it was on my beach or where it was and I kept my head down. And I I think part of it is just sometimes I don't have the energy to engage. I don't. Sometimes I don't have the energy to engage. I just don't want to start a conversation because I have to be somewhere or do something or get somewhere. Um, And I don't feel like I have the energy for the interaction. so I don't. No, that uh, makes sense. You know, there are other times where it's like there's an interaction where it's very sort of, um, you know, you say hi, they say hi, and it's a nice exchange of energy. But there are other things sometimes I sense where it's like I have to give energy out, and I don't feel like it. Well, does I, that make sense? It does. And I know that you had here at the studio, you had an interaction one time, and you were in the bathroom, and like someone was late there, and it's oh. like I know that was kind of a weird. So yeah. for you, I understand because you're thinking, oh god, did they want to talk to me about this or that? You know, I've gotten worse with that though since the kids, which is really a shame. Um, it's funny because I was thinking about this. I did this event um, in New Jersey, right? And it was called Sweat AC, and I mean. I, before the kids, there were all these people there and everybody ran up to the stage and I needed to get home that night. In fact, I was in, I was in New Jersey and Atlantic City, I guess, right? And I was driving all the way to Newark to make sure I could get out that night to see my kids. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. Whereas normally I would have stayed the night, I would have, you know, had all this time and... Uh, you know, I would have hugged everybody in the room. Now, whenever I see a group of people, here's what I'm thinking: Who's sick? Because then I think I'm gonna get sick and get my kids and sick. And get your kids sick. Um, I was like, oh god, you know. And normally I'd have been like, I don't care. I would hug everybody in the room. Yeah. Now I'm just like, oh god, I hope they're not sick. I hope they're not sick because I don't want to bring it home to my kids. Because my son, it gets, it's just the worst. He gets sick for weeks, as we know. Um, I'm thinking, I got to get out of here. I got to get out of here. I got to get out of here. Because I'm thinking, I got to get home to my kids. Yeah. You know, Heidi's alone at home with both kids. She hurt her ankle. Um, you know, my daughter doesn't handle it well when I'm gone for a significant period of time. And I've had a series of little trips that have been hard on Lou. Um, and so I haven't been... No. I don't know if this equates, but like, no, it does. I haven't been. And I remember Tom Hanks said this to me once. Um, he was talking about, I can't remember what happened, but I, I was like, what's it like to be Tom Hanks, dude? Like, you're, you're like the most famous dude. What's that? Is that wild for you? Or like, how's that? And he's like, you know, I don't mind it unless I'm with my kids. And I didn't have, we didn't have kids at that point. So I think we were adopting Lou and Heidi was pregnant. Right. Um, and he's like, people always come up and say, like, I don't mean to bother you. And he goes, well, then why are you? And he, But he said that he did it only when he was with his kids because he's trying to listen to his kid tell him a story and about school. And they're like, I don't mean to bother you. And 
normally I would always be like, oh, you know, I'm a public figure. This is what I asked for. And, you know, let me pay back your your fanship with a photo or whatever. And 99.9% of the time I'll do it. But now that I have the kids, it has changed me. And I am, so I guess I'm just thinking like sometimes people don't have either the energy that day or there's something else going on or they're distracted or they they don't or they, maybe they feel like if they get an interact they're just in a sour mood so keep their head down or no that's true i i i took it personally and that's you're absolutely right i didn't think it's about it's never maybe, personal yeah. and like when i left the event hmm. and i didn't get to hug everybody in the room um i was like i remember driving to the airport thinking i should talk about this on a podcast so no one thinks that if they didn't get a hug from me i don't care about them or that mm, is, interesting. you know, it's just that, like, I needed to get home to my kids. I booked a flight, and I mean immediately after this thing was over, to get home yeah. that night. So that when <clears throat> my kid woke up, you were I would be there. Um, and it's just, you know, you don't know what's going on. We, we do take everything so personally, and I would just say, you don't know what's going on in that person's head at that moment on that day. You know, there was, we were at the farmer's market a couple of weeks ago, and... There were a ton, for some reason, there was just a ton of paparazzi. Sometimes there's one or two, and it's really awkward to know how to deal with that, I'll be honest with you. Because I'm just like, well, I don't want to be mean. I don't want to teach my kids to be mean, nor do I want my kids to feel like we're under siege. So I try to pretend like it's nothing. Like, they don't think anything of it. They don't know to think anything of it, because I don't want them to get afraid. So I act like it's nothing, and we're very polite and whatever. Um, But sometimes there was a lot of them that day for some reason. And, uh, I mean, like, eight of them. And there's video cameras, and they're asking you questions. And you know, I tr- again, it's like I don't want my kids to think it's anything other than an interaction with another individual on the street. Right. Uh, and this woman, I'm trying to get my kids in the car, you know. And it, and it's like I'm trying to get them in the car, and she's like, "Can I get a photo?" And I was like, "Girl, <laughs> two babies, a partner with a broken foot, and eight photographers swarming us right now. Do you mind if I?" Right. Get my kids in the car. And she's like, oh, no, I'll wait. I was like, thanks a lot. So, again, it's like she didn't see at all what I might be going through in that moment. True. Um, and and I, she could have taken it very, like, oh. Oh, right. Yeah, you know, you're a, and it, it, yeah. So, I, it's just, try. I think, I guess if we were to <sighs> have takeaway, I would just say... I would say most of what happens throughout the course of the day, none of it's personal. If you are on the highway and someone gives you the bird or doesn't let you in, you you don't know what kind of day they're having. You don't know what they're going through. Um, And same thing with a celebrity. You don't know what they're going through. You don't know what kind of craziness is going on in their lives. If you do run into them and they're they're rude. You know, there was a a woman that I had loved uh, my entire childhood that I had looked up to so much. Um, I'll just say Jane Fonda. I thought she was just awesome as a kid. I loved her. She was like an activist. I didn't understand the Vietnam War. So, you know, I didn't have any comprehension of whether you agree or disagree with that. I just thought, God, she's an Academy Award winner. She's an activist. She's political. She's beautiful. She's a businesswoman. And then I got older and I ran into her somewhere. And, you know, she uh, it was the second season of Loser. And I was in Australia with Bob and I saw her and I was like, I have to do it. I have to do it. You know, I have to say something to her. And, you know, she was extremely dismissive. And I decided that I did not like Jane Fonda from that moment on. I was like, I don't like her. 
And there have been a few opportunities where she's asked me to do things, you know, years and years later, and I've said no, just to be a little bitch. Because I was like, no, I'm not going to do it. And everybody's like, Jill, it's Jane Fonda. (laughs) It hurt my feelings. Sure. She hurt my feelings. And I was like, I don't care. No. And and I realized now, like, who knows what she was going through that day? She might have been with her kids or her this. And then I found out years later that she had actually adopted a little girl. And I was like, God, I... My friend Jeanette Jenkins is friends with her and loves her, and I was like, God, I, you know, you just don't know. That's all. It's not. It's not always about you, McManus. Well, all right. So, next time I'm on the dike. Oh. <laughs> oh. No, it's true. Don't take it so personally. People got their own stuff going on, man. All right. And by the way, not everybody's gonna be like a super friendly, awesome person. That's true. You don't have to be friends with everybody. One of them did pet the dog. That's a win. Yeah, one of them bent down and picked the dog. I just didn't like that she grabbed her and tried to pull her away. But, all right, I've learned much. How long was this, Jake, this segment? <laughs> <laughs> Thanking you. Oh. Things have now gotten heated in my house. I, I am now officially in a heated competition with Heidi, Bob, and Giancarlo on Lumosity.com. <laughs> like, it's not just, you know, people get so caught up in, like, physical challenges with their workouts and, you know, competing with one another. Now it's like we're challenging ourselves with these brain exercises and we're competing with one another. It's like, it's insane. So I... I don't know if you're a competitive person or if you just want to improve your memory and your attention span, your problem solving abilities, your reaction time. You've got to check this out. It's Lumosity.com. There are a bunch of different games that were created to work off of the neuroplasticity of your brain. It's like a personal trainer for your brain. It's the coolest thing ever, although you might end up killing your spouse if they beat you. If they beat you in one of the games, it's, it gets very serious. Uh, but I, I love it. It's an absolute blast. If you want to check it out, you go to Lumosity.com. You just click the Start Training button to create your own program and then start playing your first game. That's Lumosity, L-U-M-O-S-I-T-Y.com. And tell them you heard it from me, Jillian Michaels. All right, we're back. And Lena from New Jersey wants to talk to you. Hey, Lena, what's going on? Hi. Um, I actually kind of had a long email, but I'll kind of sum it up. Okay. But before that, um, I was at the Sweat USA in Atlanta City. Uh-huh. And you kissed my butt in that class. <laughs> and it was so good. I was literally shaking after. Like, good. My hands were shaking. That's it. Was so good. Were you in class one or class two? The two. S- you're in the second one. Yeah, body shred. Ha ha. <laughs> 30 minutes, dude. I know. And they stand outside, and they taunt me, and they're like, I don't think 30 minutes is going to be enough. I'm like, oh, okay. 
oh, and then dear. I crush them that's like bugs. That is I a mistake break them to over my knees. Snap. <laughs> Do yep. not talk Jillian 15 Michaels. 15 minutes in, they're like, oh, my God. <laughs> yep. Funny. Like the first. Before she came in, the paramedics came in, and I was like, oh, God, I'm going to die. But then it, was, it got better. It was good. Thank you. So, <laughs> What's yeah. going on, bud? Okay, so I moved in with my dad recently, and we got into kind of like a screaming match, I guess you could say, over air fresheners. Because I personally don't like them. Uh-huh. And I got sick. Like, I would say three years ago from the Gardasil vaccine, so I'm super sensitive to, like, everything. Gotcha. And I eat really well, and I, I don't know, I do everything organic. I try to do my best, and I also have hypothyroidism, so every little thing affects me. Gotcha. And he just won't listen, so Mm -hmm. I kind of, we have, like, a fighting match, but he won't listen, so I don't know what else to do. I've made suggestions. I've pretty much done everything I could do, and I have no idea anymore. I'm, like, fed up. And what's your actual question? Like, what can I do to try to convince him or say, like, how to talk so that he'll listen and understand so that I can get rid of the air fresheners? Your question is half of what you just time. said. You Say that again. Say it one more time. Okay. Exactly he, what you just said. The last sentence. Okay. That he doesn't listen? There you go. Yeah, I don't know what to do. Your question is not about air fresheners, though. You get that, right? I guess. No. I I don't. (laughs) Okay. Your your question is not literally how do I get my dad to get rid of the air freshener. This this whole how to make him listen. Right. Okay. And that the theme here that is a representation of a bigger theme. Which is that you don't feel like you're being heard and you don't feel like you're being considered. Right. And the air freshener is just a focal point for the issue at hand. And is this a theme throughout the course of your life? I mean, the thing is, I never really lived with him until now. I've gone like vacations with him and like. I'd go and visit, but I never really had time, like, spent time with him. So I never really knew how, knew how he lived. And he's very, like, old-school mentality of, like, women should stay home and cook, and he expects me to do all that stuff, but I'm in the middle of school, work, and teaching, and I can't. And he just, everything I do is wrong. So, okay. I don't know. Well, you have a very complex or simple situation <laughs> Depending upon how you choose to approach it, um, you know, th- looking at this situation, you know, you're you're telling me like, well, I've never really lived with him. I've never really spent time with him. Well, obviously, you made yeah. that choice for a reason. Yeah, I kind of yeah, I moved out for different reasons. I moved in with him, but but you I didn't never, put I, yourself in that position your entire life for a reason. Because you obviously felt like it would be an uncomfortable situation or it wouldn't be conducive to your happiness. When we don't spend time with people, or parents for that matter, we're absolutely trying to get away from a difficult situation. But then you did move in with him, even though you knew that. So why? Yeah. Why did I move in with him? Mm Mm-hmm. 
I was at my mom's and I made some bad decisions regarding some of my friends who came over. And every time I'd come home, I'd like remember it and it would just kill me inside because it's like manifesting in my work and school and all my friends and it was nonstop. So I just had it and I was like, I can't stay here anymore. So I just decided to move on my dad. I was like, I can't deal with it. So I kind of left. <laughs> Uh -huh. I would wonder if maybe one of the reasons you made some of those bad decisions was because of unresolved issues with your dad. I mean, I probably did. I wasn't definitely thinking it through when I did it, and I hurt a lot of people. But, sweetie, we, we don't think things through like that. They're unconscious. We respond unconsciously. Yeah. Um, you know, we're reacting to something that we don't even understand what we're reacting to, just like you originally thought this was about an air freshener. You know, and I just yeah. air freshener, and I have a thing with this vaccine. I'm like, what? No, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about you feeling like he doesn't get you, he doesn't listen, he doesn't validate your feelings, and so on. Yeah. You know, so the interesting question, and what I'm trying to get to the bottom of is, you know, you've known that there's this dynamic with your father. You've chosen at this stage of your life to move in there. And what catalyzed okay. it was some sort of traumatic experience that occurred that made you go to live with your dad. So I'm wondering if on some level those unresolved issues with your dad you feel like need to be worked out because they're manifesting in in very painful ways for you. What is that what what do you think of when I say that? That I have to talk to him like I just Does I that sound right to you that. though? Does that make sense when I say that? What comes to mind when I, I mean it makes sense. The only thing I can think of is when my dad did leave, and then when we found out he was seeing someone new, mm -hmm. and it was kind of a bad situation. Because mm -hmm. I was like maybe six or eight at the time, so I was young, but I knew what was going on. Right. And my little sister didn't, and she dealt with it worse than I did. Mm-hmm. And she, she knows her feelings. She says it how it how it is and I just I guess I don't see it as much. I feel like blinders up. I don't Well you're don't you're defending it. against things that are painful. Can you are you able to tell me what happened? Or if you're not, that's totally yeah. okay. No no no, that's fine. Um my dad left No no, I'm sorry. Yeah, what happened that made you move into his house? Oh. Um I was I became friends with uh, some of my sister's friends who were cousins. Okay. And we got really close. I got really close with one of them, and we were hanging out like all the time. And it was like the like I don't know. We became really best friends, mm -hmm. and that turned into something more. But then Hurricane Sandy came, and I was with his cousin, and we were all staying at one house. Okay. And I made a bad decision, which led to me, I guess, uh, I don't know if I want to say that part, but... Well, no, I get it, sweetie. I, kind of, I gotcha. Yeah, and I, like, and all my, I'm, I introduced him to all my friends, and they knew people from work, so it was everywhere. Do you want to see an interesting parallel? You just told me that your dad cheated on your mom when you were six or six or eight, you're not sure which age. And now you just told me that age. you just told me that you've been in a situation where you cheated on this guy with his cousin and you felt like you hurt a lot of people. Do you not see a parallel yeah. there? Yeah. 
I'm not calling you a bad person. Yeah. I'm trying to show you something. Do you see what yeah. you've just no, told me? It. Okay. Yeah, I get So it. Yeah, there I is a it. part of you as crazy as, and by the way, we've all done things like that. So please <laughs> don't feel, please don't feel I'm that I am judging you. I was still dealing with it, though. It was like maybe, yeah, it's been I, like at least seven months, and I'm still not. Uh, of course not, because still it's not, not it. and in reality, it's not even actually about that. It's way more about you acting out what happened when you were six or when you were younger in your family dynamic. And the very interesting thing is that this has created a way for you to identify with your father because now you've become your dad in this situation. And then you moved in with him. So what you're needing is some sort of resolution or empathy or compassion with this man. And that's where I really needed to get to the bottom of how I was going to advise you in this situation because I was going to try to figure out what exactly your your spirit, psyche, you you name it, was requiring. So here is my best advice. I think you are where you need to be right now, to be honest, because obviously you're needing this connection. Um, I think that you will at some point have to come to terms with the limitations in that relationship with your father. And that means that, you know, he's old school, he's stiff upper lip, he's shut down, he's whatever it might be. You, throughout the process of kind of getting to know each other, are going to have to discover, like, what is good and what requires boundaries. And this is not going to be an easy process. Um, you will need to understand what is changeable and what isn't changeable. What's in your power and what isn't in your power. And you'll need to be able to accept that. And have it not reflect on your worth. Like if he loved me enough, he would get rid of the air freshener. It's not about that. Okay. So part of it is going to require some transparency and vulnerability. And that means that you will have to sit down and just say, Dad, and, and you, you're really going to have to be delicate, and I can't guarantee you it's going to work. But the way you approach him and the way you communicate with him has to come from a very neutral place, not one of attack, because he doesn't have the ego strength to handle a conversation that goes, you don't listen to me, and you're selfish, and you don't value my, uh-uh. Not going to be able to hear that. It would have to be something to the effect of, you know, Dad, I found it ironic that I've moved in with you at this time of my life. I'm clearly, you know, wanting us to connect and have a deeper relationship. But part of the reason I feel like we haven't is because we don't communicate well. And we don't, we're, we're, we don't understand each other's needs and we don't know how to express them and we don't know how to respect them. Do you understand? Look, see how I'm positioning this? And I feel Mm -hmm. like this ridiculous thing with the air freshener was a perfect example of that. You feel like I don't respect that you love air freshener and I don't appreciate. I'm sure I guarantee try to put yourself in his shoes. That'll build a lot. Like, I want to hear what did that mean to you? Like, why was that so important to you? And then I want to say, like, I feel like you don't consider me and like I'm less important than your air freshener. So how are the two of us going to find a way to hear each other and yet feel mutually respected? So you have to come at this with a very conciliatory, civil, 
mutually respectful attitude, one that tries to see things through his shoes, one that tries to appreciate his limitations. And one of the things I said to a friend of mine who just could not understand why his mother just didn't love him enough to be the mother he needed her to be or to hear him or respect him. And I just said, look, babe, you know, this is a woman who imagine she is you you sound like you're very young. Imagine she was uh, uh, yeah, I'm the so. first right. The first operating system of a computer. Right. There's a typewriter. First, there was, you know, the little punch typewriter. Right. Ink and pen. Mm-hmm. Then there's a little punch typewriter. Then there's the electric typewriter. And then there's the very first computer. And it runs off like DOS. You know, some program that takes like you know, months to computer process one little bite of information. Then you've got, you know, Windows. You know, and now we're on like Snow Leopard. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like there's an evolution. Yeah. And I think of every generation as a progression building on what the previous generation has built. So I'm not quite sure where your dad is in that evolution. But I said to my friend, imagine that your mom is a first-generation computer and you're a snow leopard. And you're trying to make her run programs that she doesn't have the bandwidth to run. Period. No matter how much she loves you. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. There will all. Yeah. Yeah, my only question is, like, my dad thinks everything's fine. Like, he wants to just, like... He just doesn't think that there's anything wrong. That's the thing. Like, I I guess I'm upset, but he just thinks everything's okay. Well, A, I think... And he just doesn't... Right, and and that's because... recognize it. But look at you. You're like, I, I, my sister's really good with her feelings. I put up blinders. Mm. Yeah, I just... I don't see it. Like, she'll tell me something about him, and I'm like, no, that's not him. Denial. But she's like, yeah. Right. Yeah. You're in denial, and your father's in denial. You're very... You have similarities. And that's, yeah. I, have, I believe me, I'm way more like my dad than I am my mom. So, unfortunately. So, the, the reality is that there is a way to go about it where you're not telling him something's broken. You're simply saying, how can we be closer? Not you're an a-hole yeah. and we're not close. That's what I'm telling you about how you position this. I want us to be closer. Not you're a crappy dad and you don't listen and blah, 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 blah. That's why how you position this is key. And while I think that you'll make some progress and you'll get this to a place that's manageable, there is going to come a point where this is not he's this is never going to be leave it to beaver. Do you understand? Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I'm telling you like you ultimately have to look at his background, his upbringing, where he's coming from, what he's been through, what his limitations are. So that you see, like, this is the operating system this guy's working with. No matter how much you love him and no matter how much he loves you, it isn't going to change his central processing unit. You follow me? Yeah. It's not going to change the amount of RAM he's got. It's not going to change, you know, the things that are already there. So while you might be able to get this to work a little bit differently and you might be able to open up lines of communication and you might be able to bond... I just want you to know that there are times when you'll hit a wall. There are times where he won't see things, and there are times where you won't feel heard, and there are times when he's going to be traditional. And it's it's not – if you cannot turn that around, it's not because you're not good enough. It's not because you're not lovable enough. He is that model of computer. That's who he is. So yeah. you'll make incremental steps, but there will be a point where you have to accept who this man is and – Love the good things, 
celebrate the good things, find the commonalities that you can that you can bond over and then establish boundaries in the areas where you cannot see eye to eye. Just yeah. approach him in the way I'm telling you and really try to understand what this is about. And it is an air freshener. <laughs> okay. Not saying it's going to uh, be easy, but it's good that you're doing this at 22. No kidding. Yeah. Oof. Thank you. All right, sweetheart. Have a great day. You too. You know, you know what I wish I you know my I was so intrigued when you said you're 22. I I wish I took care of a whole bunch of things when I was well, 22. I wish I had the awareness. Of I know, I know, and but that's great. But now she's aware. You know what I, I hope mean? So I mean, it's like it's you know, there's a there's like a you know you can kind of I always think of this as the Matrix. You know when you see them wake Neo up. And he's like, oh, my God. And he kind of wakes up from the dream, and he's in this pod. Do you know what I'm talking about? And yes. The actual reality of his world is completely different than the fantasy that is the Matrix. And most, you know, most people want to stay asleep because reality is too painful. But when you can work through the hardships associated with the reality, the rewards are that much greater. You know what I'm saying? Yes. It's very, very hard for people when you wake them up for them to sort of like stay awake and then manage it. If they don't have the tools to manage the reality, then, yeah, they kind of go back into that state of denial and shut down. Yep. And on a show like Loser, you know, you pray you've got enough time to wake them up, empower them and prepare them. And you don't always, you know. Maybe at 22, maybe you don't want to know certain things. You I know, don't, there are things I don't want to know now. Yeah, but you know, I, 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 my entire life has has been kind of a process of self exploration, and I understand that if I don't know what's driving me, then I'm just going to repeat these destructive patterns in perpetuity and never, never resolve them. You know, because then look, look, look at this girl. She got in the same situation, so she could identify with her dad. Yeah, where'd she go? Straight to her dad's. It's not a coincidence. You know what I knew at 22? Nothing. Here's Sister Janice who's with us tonight. So drink, chug-a-lug, drink, chug-a-lug, drink, chug-a-lug, drink, chug-a-lug. Here's Sister Janice who's with us tonight. That's me at 22. Yeah. So uh, Lena is far ahead of the game. It sounds like a good time. <laughs> oh, yeah. If what I, if I Apparently it was. I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I was in a blackout for... I don't know how many years, but I hear bits and pieces. Oh, oh really? God. Yeah. Oh, Good. man. I love you, McManus. God bless you. Yep. <laughs> I love you, McManus. I do. Oh, Lord. All right. We should go. You unless, you had, unless you want to share what you were like at 22. Here's a sister, Jilly. Who's with? I, was, uh, I was bartending and training at 22. Were you really? I was. So I was dealing with, here's the sister You were you're dealing there. with people like me. That's right. <laughs> I was like, look at this sloppy. Look at that sloppy sorry, ass Sorry, little human. <laughs> yeah. Get out of here. Good. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Ooh, okay, let's go. All right, bye. Okay.
Okay, all my future trainers, my little ambassadors of health and wellness. It's NASM time. Are you ready? The National Academy of Sports Medicine wants to help make your dreams come true. These guys are one of the best certifying organizations for fitness trainers in the business. You can earn great money in a career that you love. They guarantee that you're going to land a job within 60 days of earning your certification or they're going to give you your money back. And you can get started with a free 14-day sneak peek of their fast, fun, easy online program. It's at usatrainer.com. Very simple, usatrainer.com. So if this is a dream you've had or a passion that you've wanted to explore and go after, what are you waiting for? Go to usatrainer.com and get started today. like listening to comedy try watching it on the internet the folks behind the sideshow network have launched a new youtube channel called wait for it it's got interviews with comedians like reggie watts todd glass liza schleichinger slicing driving friends with her for 10 years one of the funniest people out there and i still have a hard time with the last name liza our very own owen benjamin that's me takes you on a musical journey down internet rabbit holes and much more you don't have to wait any longer. Just go to youtube.com slash waitforitcomedy. There's no need to wait for it anymore because it's here and it's funny and I love you. <laughs> 